Welcome to the Other Side Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the conditioner to my shampoo, Mr. Rufino. Say hi, Mr. Rufino. Hello. Hello, and welcome back. And if you have been joining us for quite a while, we welcome you back and thank you for coming back. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome to the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Did you call me the conditioner because I'm so soft? No, you just know how to, like make my thoughts make sense oh. so whereas i take the shampoo and i scrub out all the thoughts and ideas you go back in and you smooth it out and make it look good i'll take it yeah because you know we've already dis- discussed your emotional uh levels <laughs> so <laughs> i don't think you take any topic and make it soft <laughs> that's true that's true so uh before we get started we wanted to let you know that we do have a direct text program uh it's basically for us to interact with you and get your thoughts your feedback your ideas and have you participate in the other side so that uh, we're taking everything from great to greater, not just us, not just the podcast, but you as well and our audience uh, interaction. So if you'd like to join and get updates, motivational messages, and uh, just overall great things from the other side, you can text the words the other side to 386 4144 uh, that's 386-204-4144. So go ahead and get that going. Uh, and while you do that, today's topic is how do I inspire my team, uh, the COVID edition? And, you know, I, I think it's the everything edition, right? Because there's so much going on in the world right now. And people have gotten accustomed to a new lifestyle of being home. You know, the universe made us pause and take a look at what's really important in our lives, spend more time with our family. Some cases that was good, some cases that was not so good. (laughs) Uh, And also kind of reflect back on, okay, I've spent my life up until now doing this thing. And now I have had a nice pause. And now I'm going to restart and go back to doing what I was doing. And going back to that It's almost like you need a week to prep yourself before you get into what you used to do. You have to remind yourself of what your schedule was like. You have to start waking up on time. You have to start getting dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you're walking around. I mean, I don't know what you're walking around in, but I mean, you know, dressed for the job that you have. And when you're a leader or you're in charge of a team or you're responsible for other people around you, there's going to be a, a, a weirdness in the environment that you're in. And it's just natural that, that it's going to occur because everybody is kind of figuring life out at this point, right? So it's going to be, Tom, is that you? I, I didn't recognize you with your mask on. You know, <laughs> It's going to be a matter of some people feeling claustrophobic with the mask, masks, some people feeling frightened about going into work and not knowing where everybody has been for the past two and a half, three months. And, you know, do you possibly have COVID? Are you going to pass it on to me? And, and just like everything that they've heard and absorbed while they've been home and not out and about socializing like that had been in the past is going to all of a sudden come out when they go into a work environment, regardless of what that work environment is. Um, I've also noticed that 
when you say, hey, Tom, I didn't recognize you with your face mask on. You might not recognize people like, especially for, uh, I can speak for the guys, facial hair becomes a thing. Yeah, but that's going to be covered up by the mask. <laughs> but I'm saying like, even without the mask, there are going to be people who you who you've seen clean shaven for years. And when you see them again. They're going to have mountain man beard. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. You're, yeah, no, you're right. And then there's going to be people that decided to go full force into their health plan, you know, whether it was exercising or eating better because they're not in, a, in an environment where they're going out to eat all the time. Right. And so they come back and they're looking different. You know, and it's it's not a bad thing, but things aren't going to go back to be the same. And when you're in a position, whether you're a leader or not, quite honestly, it's how do you keep the inspiration going and how do you keep, you know, the relationships that you had and also the fun that you had. Hopefully you were having fun at work. If you're not, then go look, listen to our last podcast <laughs> about, uh, you know, changing things up a little bit. But, you know, in every environment and work environment, you have people that were inspired or are creative or, you know, just bring the brevity and levity. I think levity is what I'm looking for, not brevity. Yeah. Brevity is shortening things. Levity is <laughs> lightening things up uh, to whatever environment you're in. And now it's almost going to be like, you know, the thought of going in is going to be walking on eggshells of okay well things are a little different we have to stand six feet apart or whatever the regulations are we have to wear masks we can no longer hug each other when we see each other we can't do like our secret handshake that we had it's you know let's touch elbows and you know make sure you have hand sanitizer and why do you smell like alcohol oh it's just my hand sanitizer it's you know it's it's going to be completely different and so how do you keep your team still saying like okay yeah we have all this extra th stuff that we do to protect ourselves but we're still inspired to keep the mission moving forward and you are in a creative position because of the fact that you work from home so the only inspiration you need is from me to tell you hey what do you want to do for lunch <laughs> or like you know what what are we doing after work or whatever the case may be because you are remote from having that environment you do it virtually but even in that case, um, I'm also used to working with people who are in an office environment. And those people have been moved to working remotely now. So whereas I'm used to the grind, I'm now working with people who are not. And that kind of changes the dynamic. So where they're not, you, you can tell you go into a meeting and people are not comfortable because they're not used to working from where they are like they're in their bedroom you know mm -hmm. yeah and and so that's a whole other thing because a lot of companies have like you said um been put in a position which thankfully they could tell their people hey work from home we're not opening up the location for quite a while so get used to it and it's a whole other dynamic um <laughs> you know we saw it on the news one day where somebody was uh being interviewed and 
the gentleman had everything on from the top up and just had his boxers on from the bottom down because of the camera angle that he had and didn't realize that once that ticker tape was gone, um, everything was there to be seen. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's a learning curve for everybody. And I think this is where you have an opportunity to call out the elephant in the room. I think that's the first thing. I think it's, hey, guys, yeah, this is weird. This is different, right? Let's let's talk about it. How are you feeling? So that this way we all know how to support each other. And I know that a lot of people are not interested in bringing feelings into the workplace. But let me tell you, if you want your place to be productive, you have to be open to discussing emotions at some point. Now, if it's an everyday occurrence with, you know, uh, person A, B, and C, and they're always coming in and over emotional, that's a completely different scenario scenario that I'm talking about, but I'm talking about the environment as a whole. You have to be, as a leader, you have to be comfortable calling out the elephant in the room. And so a thought that comes to mind for me is, you know, one of the first two days that you're there with your peoples is uh, making a list of all the benefits of maybe wearing a mask and being six feet apart from each other and have it be like, it has to be a funny statement. So maybe it's, well, now my makeup is half off. Right. Because I don't have to use a full face of ma- makeup while I'm wearing a mask or maybe it's, you know, this going to save on breath mints <laughs> or I might invest in stock on breath mints because I didn't realize what an issue I had. You know, like you, you could have so much fun with it. You could have, you know. I don't have to stand next to Jan as closely as she wants to anymore. Or, you know, people don't have to use the bathroom stall next to me anymore. They have to move down a little bit. It just bringing, um, you know, the awkwardness and the obvious to light, but also making light of it. And then even going into, okay, so let's talk about our fears. What are we most fearful of in the environment that we're working in? And then let's go ahead and like, you know, separate the room. Maybe you have 10 people that you're working with. Five people go on one side, five people go on the other side. They write down their fears of coming back to work in whatever environment they're in, right? And then you have them switch sides and they go over the other fears from the other group and they write down why that couldn't be a fear anymore. Like what's the positive? What's the other side to that? What's mm-hmm. what's something that's good about what their fear is or how do they combat it? Because when it's your fear... Again, that could be a block in the road for you because you can't see past it if it's a fear. But when you have somebody else look at it, when it's not their fear, they can quickly come into the rescue to help you see things in a different light. You know, as a leader, having employees tell you what they're afraid of during a crisis situation like this is probably the best information you can have because everybody's fight or flight reaction is on 11 right now so the worst thing you can do is ignore that um and if somebody's telling you hey i'm afraid of you know are my hours going to get cut uh is my am i still going to have the same benefits are we still doing raises this year i was counting on my bonus to do whatever if you have information about that or if you have a way to um, to address that, address it, whether it's good or bad. Um, the quicker people have that information, they'll end up appreciating it, appreciating you for telling them. And it also gives you an opportunity to give them solutions if things are going to change in a way that, you know, 
sometimes people are afraid of something happening and they're more afraid than what the actual thing is. You know, like if you if you get if your hours get cut and you're not no longer allowed to do overtime, well, you still have 40 hours that you're working. Right. So there are other things that. Maybe you can brainstorm for how you can address the the, the shortfall, um, et cetera, et cetera. And there may be things that uh, as a person that is the person that everybody goes to where you don't have the answer. Right. Or. Uh, what they're bringing up is something that maybe you haven't thought about. And I think honesty is always the best solution and being yeah. transparent and uh, being a communicator is the best way to build trust and relationships. So for example, if somebody comes to you and their fear is, okay, they've opened everything up for all businesses to be open again. And I'm afraid that in two weeks it's going to spike and we're going to be shut down again. And I've already used all my vacation time and I don't have access to any more hours. So what happens then, you know, and how long will that we be closed? And, you know, the fear starts spiraling as they're talking because it is building up that that fight or flight uh, of their emotions. And I I think the worst thing that you could do is say, that's not going to happen. Don't worry about that. We'll we'll take it as it comes or, yeah. it, you know, we'll handle it when it happens and we'll go from there. Because I, then when it happens... Then what do you do? Right. right. And that person that came to you with their fears will only think about that until it happens. And it will always be in the back of their mind and it will change their work environment and may change their passion for what they do. And it may cause them to look elsewhere or do other things that are drastic without it being addressed and validated. So I think the best thing that you can do is say, you know what, that's a valid concern. That's something that, you know, I've either a thought about or I didn't think that far. You know, I I thought we were at a point in this state where we could open up and, you know, um, not have to think about closing down again. But, you know, that is a great point. And that's why I'm so thankful you're on this team, because you can think further ahead in situations like this. So why don't we sit down today and talk about what that may look like? Should we do that? Because I think we should plan for that as a team. Do we go ahead and do we do Zoom calls? Do we do it so that we can still work from home because maybe we would be closed longer this time? How can we make it happen so that people are still getting paid and the business can still move forward? Um, And I think there's a lot of uh, limitless ideas to what can be done. And so let's talk about that when we come back. Hey, other siders. Are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday, exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Okay, so going back to the other side of this and inspiring your team, um, on the break I was thinking about this, and I think there's two groups of people that come to mind. There's people that have been through uh, some sort of crisis situation in a work environment, 
And then there's people where this is their first experience going through a crisis situation. So the ones that have gone through a crisis, I think about back in New York, um, we had a blackout on Long Island. Oh, yeah. That, was, that lasted a couple of days. And was it was intense. like, what do we do? You know, and this is fairly new in the Internet age and even new in the texting age. I don't think smartphones were a thing. Um, I think as, it was. They weren't as prevalent. Right. You had to spell it out around. on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so communication and having the ability to run a business and uh, do Zoom calls and things like that were very challenged. There were no Zoom calls back then. Uh, but we made it. We made it work. We made it happen. I remember that uh, the majority of the office couldn't come into work because without computers, without the phones, there was nothing to do. But as office admins, we had things to do because there were people still coming into the building. So we had to direct them on uh, what we were doing and who to contact moving forward and, and yada, yada, yada. Um I think about 9-11, you know, there's a, a moment where time stands still and there is no right or wrong thing to do. It's you do what you need to in the moment in survival mode. Right. And then I remember um, I was working in a clothing store and I remember the exact moment where they found where they, when they caught Osama bin Laden. And I remember I was up at the customer service desk and a man came over to bring his stuff up and he had tears in his eyes and he was like, we got him. And I said, got who? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? And he told me and it was just like, it was this vibe that was just happening and it wasn't a panic situation, but it was just, there's always some sort of thing going on in the universe that will affect us, right? And On a smaller but repeating scale, like... I think of like we live in Florida and we've been here for over a decade now. And when people first move down here and we get the hurricane alerts and you can tell who's been through those and who <laughs> hasn't because the pe like clearly he, I had not been through one and I was ready for like world war. Yeah. And that, 18. and that's what we see is, is the response is completely different. The people who have been here, are like, eh, I'll, I'll give it a little bit to simmer. No, not at all. No, the people that have been here were like, yeah, it's a barbecue party. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're just tailgating in our driveway. It'll be fine. It's just a little rain. And, <laughs> and you can tell the people that have gotten down here just recently go into instant panic. Those mode. are the people that buy all the toilet paper, buy yeah. all the charcoal, mm -hmm. buy all the sandbags. They're at the beach, like, you know, uh, eroding <laughs> the beach from the sand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think uh, the last time, knock on wood, that uh, we experienced a hurricane at that point, we had been through a couple because we went through a long period of time where we didn't experience any while we were down here. Um, you know, from when we moved down in 2006, I think all the way up till about 2016, we were pretty blessed to not have to experience we anything got the crazy. Alerts, but it was mostly like rain and a little bit of wind. Right. But with my um, experience, I had the weather channel on. I had, you know, my phone next to me. I had all the apps. I had all, everything prepared. Um, everything that was battery operated for flashlights and you know, do we want a weather radio? And, you know, you're looking at me like, no, we could just look outside. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, all these things. And I think about in those times, you know, when the hurricanes did get worse and there was a point where it was almost two weeks we were without power. 
um, and, you know, not fun times. And I was leading a team and the majority of them were without power too. And we didn't know when our stores were going to open up and when we were going to go back. But there was a lot of fear that we had. I think we were able to jump back into business so quickly afterwards not only because we had an amazing team, but we kept communication going from the point that we stopped seeing each other all the time to the point wherein we could see each other again. And the communication was always, how are you doing? Are you okay? Who needs anything? Here's a hot tip, something that I learned, you know, like, because you don't think about things in the thick of it, right? And I didn't think, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, we, (laughs) I had, purchase all these battery powered phone chargers and you know somebody sent me a text message saying hey use the charger in your car and it was the simplest thing but I was like oh my goodness okay so that's one less thing that I have to worry about I'll always be able to have communication with people and it was the smallest thing but it was the biggest thing that I needed at that time and so by keeping that communication open during times when you're not physically seeing each other I think it keeps the relationships going where you don't feel like you have to start all over again right and then when it's time for things to reopen up it's constant communication and letting people know this is what we're doing this is how it's going to happen this is what the expectations are and this is what's going to happen when we do start and this is what it's going to look like and so if you give that um football length field of information so I can see from point A to point B, it lessens my anxiety because I am prepared for the steps and somebody may come out of left field with something, but it's okay because I could still see the the goal post and where I'm headed to. And you should be really proud of me for using a football reference because I, I am it. not a football person. Absolutely love it. But <laughs> Did to, I say all the right things yeah, about football? That was okay. perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> and to add to that, it's not so it's not just like the communi- communication in the moment if you're starting to communicate with your team in a healthy way at the time that there's a crisis or even an unhealthy way yeah <laughs> well if you if your communication starts at the time that there's a crisis you've already lost and you know a lot of to to keep the sports metaphor going a lot of uh coaches will tell you that they win the game in practice and practice in in this case would be under normal circumstances, there's no pandemic, there's no hurricane coming, there's no crazy crisis situation happening. You want to have a healthy team. You want to establish trust. You want to uh, be cognizant of all the things that make people want to come to work, right? That make people happy to be working for your company or, or your organization that... Um, that also keep them healthy, like that uh, establishes a work-life balance for them and and all of those types of things. But you want to do that before, you know, before something goes crazy that then you have to like gather, gather all this emotional capital that you may not, you you don't have, people don't have it. Well, again, kind of going back to what I was saying about emotions and business and how people like to keep them separate you know, as humans, we start to overthink things, especially when we don't have distractions. So imagine you have no power in your home, your phone battery is dying, and you've been out of work or that your place of business hasn't been open for about, you know, two, three days just at this point, And you haven't heard from anybody on your team. 
not even your leader, right? There's been no communication that you weren't going to hear from them. And there hasn't been communication that you would hear from them. And so there's that overthinking period that happens of, well, why hasn't anybody reached out? Let me check my phone. Has my service been working? Do they not care? I thought they did care. All this time we had this relation. All these thoughts start happening and then leading up to or that ramp up to when your place opens, whether it's, you know, because the hurricane has passed or, you know, the cleanup has happened or whatever situation may come across. Now everybody's talking and then you start to think of yourself as, oh, okay, I was just a, a number all this time. I wasn't a person. Now you have me back as an employee. So now you're going to do, now you need X, Y, Z from me. Yeah. It, again, it's an establishment of, of trust an establishment of emotional capital. And it's also, I guess when people come back, it's also, you know, being realistic and, and understanding that people are not going to be coming in with the same level of performance that you were used to. They're not going to be, they're not going to be coming in. Not right away. Yeah. And, and so having that, um, that level of expectation set and communicating it. I don't even think it's a level of expectation. Maybe it's just having that mindset and that I'm going to make up a word here. Understandability. I think that's a word. It is now. <laughs> I think once you say it on air and it's out there, now it is. Right? Of of giving people patience or having patience with people. Yeah. And if you acclimate. if you give that to people, they don't feel as under the gun because that's the, the the mindset that some people have is they come back to work and they're like, Oh, I missed all this stuff. I have to I have to ramp up to a you know, I have to rev my engine all the way up in the red. Just to catch up with all the stuff I missed while while we were while we were out, and people are going to be looking at me. Or if you're in a restaurant, oh, we're only open at half capacity, so I have to I have to go 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 and turn tables over super fast. Otherwise, we're not going to make any money, and people are gonna uh, they're they're gonna get rid of me. And the anxiety level just builds and builds and builds, and it's on you to ease that up and say it's okay. Yeah. To say it's okay and to also understand with a leader mindset, two things. And one of them is you don't know what happened to your employee or your teammate during this time when they weren't with you. Even if you stayed in communication, you don't know, uh, knock on wood, if it was a, a weather disaster or something happened to their home or some or their family members or you know, just uh, something that they haven't communicated to you. And then if you think about um, this amount of time that we've been quarantined, you don't know who they've been quarantined with. You only know what they've shared with you. So uh, unfortunately, it could just be a bad relationship, it, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, uh, all those sorts of things. Or if it's with family that just drove them to the brink of insanity or if it's family that they just don't have a good really, I mean, there's all different scenarios. Maybe they were just by themselves this whole time. So there is things that you have to prepare for in the beginning, like you shared and understanding who your team is and getting to know them and what their needs are. Uh, the other piece is, I think as a leader is that you yourself may not be fully a hundred percent inspired, feeling creative, feeling excited about coming back. Um, 
However, the moment you choose to come back, the moment you choose to go back into your role, whether it's walking through that building again, walking and grabbing that, um, you know, the plates and of food for your customers, uh, starting to build that roof or, or whatever it is, you made the choice to be in that role again. And just by you doing that, by you going ahead and continuing on and still doing things to move yourself forward, that vision is inspiring somebody. And I had posted this on social media a day or two ago is that, you know, there's always that phrase, be strong. You got to be strong. You Mm got to be this. You got to be that. And you're just like, can I just be like, why is it up to me to have this weight of responsibility there? And being strong is defined by so many little things versus big things. And the word strong sounds strong, right? So it sounds like you have to be this super person with a cape and everything else because it's defined as physically strong, mentally strong, emotionally strong. I don't cry at things. I fight things off and I let nothing uh, hurt me and I could fall down and get back up and I could walk away from an, an explosion and I can be strong. But sometimes strong is, again, getting out of bed. Sometimes strong is just waking up that day. Sometimes strong is showing up. Showing up, uh, moving from the bed to the couch, making the bed, doing dishes, just doing little things that are starting to create a new pattern for you until you get back into a, a new routine that works for you. And when people are sitting at home wondering if they'll ever be able to do that again, and then they know somebody that they've either come into contact with, worked with, have become friends with or an acquaintance with, and they see you doing it. Um, it could be that spark that lights somebody else up and sparks are contagious. So you can go back and feed off their spark and borrow their spark as they borrow yours and go back and forth until you're building this inspiration again. Um, so I think inspiration goes back to you inspire your team by staying in communication with them and understanding what they need and providing that for them as a leader, uh, by showing up and doing the role, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest part is that you're inspiring by being that vision. And then you do it by acknowledging what their fears are, what their concerns are, but also doing it in a group room where you're not afraid to have it heard and also to address it as it happens. So I think what I'll leave you with is as you go through your reopening process, your recommitting to the environment process, journal what's happening. So that you have an idea of how it's going, you have reflection of how it went, and should you ever encounter a situation that's similar in the future where your place of business has to shut down, you can reflect back on, what did I do last time this happened? What worked? What didn't work? Um, What could I do to enhance things? Or even what can I refer back to, to kind of give uh, a sense of calmness or peace to my team of hey, we've been through this before. We'll get through it again. We got each other. Uh, And I think that just goes back to the communication with that. So think about it. Share your thoughts with us. Don't forget to text us 386-204-4144. The other side, text the other side to that number. 
And this way you'll get signed up for updates. And there's going to be a point in time where we uh, encourage you to share some feedback on our podcast episodes. And, you know, we want to be able to shout you out and get interactive. So in the meantime, thank you for joining us on the other side. Stay safe, stay healthy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise.